I think we have uh, like a shot of the city in the winter. We see snow kind of drifting down. We have a closer shot of the merchant quarter, which uh, is normally busy and we see kind of a crowd, but the crowd that's outside is like like a chunk of Thunder Guard and some kind of looky-loos who are worried or concerned and are all staring at this tea house. That seems like a nice tea house in the fields of gold, um, but the building itself seems still. And then we're inside and we see Bayushi Saigo, um, who's poured himself a drink and he flips a zenny, a little copper coin, onto the, the equivalent of the counter or the table um, where this had been. No, you can't arrest him. Yeah. Damn. Mr. Chance. Could have solved all these problems, guys. And, uh... Let me pay him. Yeah. He says, Utaku Naishi. It's so funny to run into you here. I thought I'd have to go, uh... I thought I'd have to go to the eating residence. And I think Naishi just kind of, um... She'd been backing up from her sister... Um, who I think came in towards the front. Bayushi Saigo was kind of off to the side, and so she tries to back up in a way that somewhat puts you guys in between both of these two people and her. She doesn't say anything. So she, yeah, she kind of backs up. She just up. kind of runs away a little bit. Yeah, she like, kind of oh, scoots, scoots back. I'll say just stepping back, not actually running or like darting behind anybody. Um, <laughs> but she kind of like. She's been standing when her sister came in the room and started yelling at her, and now she is uh, kind of, yeah, like I said, repositioned herself a little bit so that you guys are between both her sister and Saigo and her. And again, she says, she says, you got to get me out of here. And she tries to say it quietly, but this is like a real tense situation, so she be- everyone's focused on what's happening. Nobody's missing what's being said. Alright, you're great, dude. The signal. Signal? Oh. That was it. That was the signal. Go. Uh, I mean, for such to be friendly, let's see what time. Let's see what rolls down the hill. All I see are obstruction of justice. (laughs) Yeah, we, us, we're the obstructors of justice. Also, all everybody in the city. Let's be honest, Primo. Um. Saigo-sama, how are you doing today? He says, it's a wonderful day. It's a fine surprise here, but I, uh, while I'm out and about, I might as well take care of my business in the city. You're going to say, it seems you, though you came upon us by happenstance, you seem prepared for your, for your duel. He says, so, well, <laughs> I'm sure Aji-san can tell you all about, uh, the eye, the eye of a, the eye of a man who's been trained in Naijutsu, the way of the duel, and he kind of like, t- kind of like gives you the like, like you know, bro, kind of like a look. Um, you know, like, look at Aji, 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 like, like, like you know, you know that you know the deal. You can tell him about it. Is there Ninja um, Boy Scouts? <clears throat> always prepared. Yeah, always <laughs> prepared. <laughs> and um, ready to kill. And he says, ready. and he says, but I was, I was sent to movies <clears throat> just three ninjas. <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> so the he says. Well, I, I came here to I came here to face to face an opponent in a in a matter of family honor, and certainly will, when I heard that this person might be leaving, certainly wanted to make sure that uh, my duty to my family, my now bereaved and mourning 
cousin is is is, is fulfilled. Indeed, you come with sword, armor, and no lack of breath with which you can regale us with all of this information. Unfortunately, Naishi, as you can see, is utterly unprepared. I'm sure you would offer her the luxury of her own armor and weapon before your duel. <clears throat> she, I mean, she has a sword. I thought you said her choosing like rags and stuff. She's she's dressed as a peasant, but she still probably has her sword with her. But you're in like a sam- you're in like a samurai world, so pretty much anybody is gonna have a sword. Um, Any samurai? Yeah, not peasants. She's dressed as a peasant, right? Yeah. Was she hiding it or something? Yeah, maybe she's hiding. Mm-hmm. She's sure. out of her pant leg. Well, then yeah. I'll just the comment the same. But like, she doesn't have her warrior armor that she and, she, and he'll say he'll say that's fine. It's not necessary for a duel. <clears throat> he unlaces his. He just he just takes yeah, his leans on her Um, yeah, I think that he. Uh, um, oh, I think he's just not wearing it, and he'll just. Um, you think he takes everything back. He <laughs> <laughs> says no. nothing. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think we described him as, as as wearing armor specifically, but I don't think he is wearing armor. I just assumed he had some kind of like. Good trip. Oh, I believe how, how about how about this? To make that not unnecessary, I'll say he. He just, um, yeah, he unlaces it and tosses it behind the bar and says, like, it's not necessary. And he says, a samurai's, a samurai's honor is his is his honor. Mm, armor? Honor is his armor. Did I say honor is his honor? Mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. Both are true. Both, Both are true, true yeah. Honor is his honor. Armor is his armor. Yeah, it's all true. I don't wear armor. And Sigmund Freud just looks and goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes nothing represents anything. Sometimes your slip is your slip. And Yugre will bow and say, as magistrates, we have no um, authority to interrupt a duel such as this one. And like, like whereas she's moved so that we're in between them, mm-hmm. I'll move out of the way. I think that, uh, I think he, he kind of bows and says, I appreciate your commitment to justice, Yugure-san. And uh, I know we'd spoken about that other tea house, but this seems like a fine place as well. <laughs> And he, uh, he looks Naishi up, up and down and kind of says, Well, I mean, this will be a shame, but are you ready? And again, Naishi uh, just kind of says, like, like, I can tell you, I can tell you so much. Just get me out of here. <laughs> I'm about to just, like, be like, all right, there you go, hon. Off you go to the duel. Yeah, what saying? I mean, I don't think we can... Someone read the situation, please. Sure. sure someone could do that. Oh, you read the situation, I guess. Like, All right, go for it. So Ishii's going to read the situation. I feel like you know the situation. We got an 8, naturally, plus... That's an 11. 11, pretty good. It's not good enough. That's fine, though. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to have to, like, jerk this, but what is the best way past I go... For Naishi. Ooh, what is the best way past Saigo for Naishi? Um, you know that Saigo had made an agreement with Tayo to stay out of, like, to back off for, like, temporarily. You can figure out that he must have heard that she was running, and that's why he's here. Mm. That he somehow caught wind of this, figured it out, found her, and that's why he's here. That, like, oh, I can't take that time that I had promised him. If you could, um... You can probably take her into custody. So, if if he were sure that she wasn't going anywhere, you could definitely have the time to talk to her. As far as he's concerned, because okay, yeah, because he, like he's he's here to he's here to to kill her, 
And so, if you guys need to talk to her, he already promised Tayo he's fine with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Well, what do you think? Do you think you can convince him that? Well, yeah, I think that we could do that, but last week, um, Genshi was the one, because I think we made that offer to her, and she's like, oh, no, I, I'd rather her die than go with even in custody with you people. So Genshi might be the problem in that situation. Mm-hmm. Although then maybe um, <clears throat> Saigo and Genshi could figure that out. What if we arrest her? No, that's a big problem with Genshi. Okay, so... Well, our authority outranks Genshi, so... Yeah, that's who raised us out. You mean arrest Genshi or Naishi? Naishi. Yeah, I think that's what uh, I'm thinking too. Although we also found out that she's <coughs> a criminal and her testimony yeah. might not... From what I know of this world, I think. Also, like, I don't know how testimony is supposed to work because we'd still have to, like, find another testimony person. Like, how does testimony work? Can she, like, give her testimony and then go die? Is that acceptable? Or does she have to, like, kind of be around a little bit? I mean, it's more useful if she's around to continue to give that testimony. I hear you, but (laughs) would she count as one of the two people we needed for testimony? Yeah. Even if she's dead? Like, she gives something. Yeah. Especially if it was a written written testimony. Okay, okay, okay. Like, torture written testimony. A lot of times testimony is taken, is, is collected via torture okay, in this world, okay. absolutely. Or posthumously. Consider <laughs> this testimony applicable only if I continue to live. Mm, not, not good enough, girl. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Write it again. Um, yeah, we're just gonna cross out the first line there. <laughs> <laughs> Eraser. This is erasable pen. That's how we get them. Um, I did not do it. Erase the knot. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what if Naishi swears that she's a criminal and then we have to book her? She makes a public, like, decoration. It's, it's, okay, I've been trying to fight this whole game that these opium things are crimes against the emperor. And, like, so far, and it's not panned out in my favor. Because it's not against the emperor. Yeah, see, that's why that's why it hasn't panned out for me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. But, um, I feel like yeah, we gotta arrest her somehow. Do you wanna, do, do, you do the honor side. You figure out how to arrest this girl. Well, you, really. you got a plus one to do it now. You're the leader. And I hear you. I hear you, friends. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. You're under arrest. <clears throat> yeah, but that's not... Good enough. I need to say something to Saigo, something along the lines of, um... Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe I can try it. All okay. right, so... This... How many retainers does, um... So she has, she has? I think she has three that are with her. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I think um, she's out back or some shit, but it's a number. Yeah, I might say, um... Yeah, it's, um... It's, um... Unfortunately, you found her... Now. It was, um... We're trying to also trying to find her at the same time and she's she actually is we're trying to get a testimony out of her that she's volunteered but Naishi's volunteered to give to us oh but not a problem Genshi it seems to um, have a problem with that and I think I think Saigo says not a problem at all he says she doesn't seem ready right now I'll wait outside Naishi when you're ready come outside I'm fine with this. Not a problem. And, not he, a, and, he, not, and he bows to all of you. Oh, God damn it, that's and, not... And uh, he bows to, he bows to <clears throat> Genshi, and kind of like looks back at Naishi, and looks at her, and looks at her older sister, and he goes, 
Oh well. <laughs> and leaves. What a waste. <laughs> yeah. What a waste. So. What a waste of the afternoon. I was hoping to hit that other <laughs> D shop. Shit. Um, so is, is Gaishi. Genshi? Gaishi? Genji? So, we talk to Genji. Um, is she upset now? I think you guys hear like a slight commotion outside. And if you look outside, someone who possibly initially came with Genji but was going way slower because he's super old mm. is there. And that's Shinjo mm, uh, Yoshifusa, yeah, the old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy. And um, he comes up and he kind of like comes up to the walkway. And um, this is as Saigo's leaving. And Yoshifusa kind of sees Saigo. And the two of them stop. And um, I think Yoshifusa just gives him a slight bow, and Saigo gives him a slight bow, and Saigo goes out into the street and kind of, like, hangs out. And I think he's talking with, um, oh, there's, like, uh, like a pretty lady outside who was like, like, I'm selling flowers or something like that, and he's just talking to her. who's like a peasant. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Yoshifusa um, comes out, and I think Genji kind of, like, looks more to who's outside... And he says, Otaku Naishi, I call you forth in the name of your daimyo Shinjo Yokatsu. If you do not emerge and face this legitimate challenger immediately, you will be rejected by your family and clan for an appalling coward, for your appalling cowardice. Cool, I didn't change any. I'd just rather again, you know, like not be in there. So, what is my best way past Genji being in this room. <laughs> so I think Genshi, when, when uh, Yoshifusa shows up, Genshi... Oh, she just walks out? She kind of, like, like goes more towards goes more towards the door. Like, this is kind of what she wants in this situation. Oh, that's... So she's leaving us alone with I her think, sister? Yeah, I think she is. Weird. Uh, she gets kicked out of the clan. Doesn't that mean her testimony is invalid? Check. Yeah. She doesn't come out you of You got anything. it. <laughs> Jeez. No. So she says, if you, guys, if you get me out of here, I'll give you the testimony you want. I swear. I know yeah, all of this that happened from the <clears> very <throat> beginning. This is nice she's saying this, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought Yoshifusa had a change of heart. Yeah. yeah <laughs> his voice got much younger. Um, I forgot what his well, voice sounded like, by the way. But <clears throat> Sorry. So, okay, wait. What he said was, if you don't come out right now and do this duel, mm-hmm. you're not going to be part of this clan. That's fine. I don't mind that. <laughs> See, my plan is I'm gonna threaten. What's her name? Naishi. Naishi. Okay. I was like, like there's multiple women in the same kind of. There's like two of them. girl outside. Yeah. yeah. Me. girl. Oh no. I'm gonna. Because uh, <clears throat> I mean, like Naishi. Yeah, she's gonna die. But she is a duelist, so she has a slim chance. In, she does? Yeah, in the, in the scope of things. In the abstract. In the abstract, she, she has a chance. She doesn't believe she does. But she would have no chance if her hand was broken. Oh, so you're just going to So I really house. think that she should write this, because otherwise you're definitely dead if you can't even draw your sword. Okay. So you're going you're gonna to threaten her with that violence? Are you willing to back that up? I will crush her hand. Okay. So, that probably won't be seen before she gets cut down. How do you word that? Pretty much how you, how you Pretty just much how I said okay. it. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. you might have a chance, because I'm not getting you out of this situation. 
Okay. I need you to write this down and then go out there and die. And then go out there and have a duel. If you don't do it, you know, I will crush your hand. Then you'll have no chance. You will just die. So that's nine plus... Nine... Only plus two. Only plus two? I thought your strength would be higher. How uh, eager you feel, though? You're investigatious. So it's an 11. Mm-hmm. If it was a 12, she had no choice. I don't know the <laughs> impact that could have on the duel. Mm. A little slower on the draw. No, I don't mean in from a physical capacity. <laughs> I mean, that's supposed to influence duels. No, we can't. Yeah. We can't declare one invalid or start one. All that's right. what it says. I'm not declaring one invalid. She'll still have her duel. In fact, I'm saying you need to go out yeah. and duel, period. Okay, so we're in this situation where now she either straight up does it or you're going to, like, crush her hurt hand. her. Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> So her options are, but it wasn't a 7 to 9, right? It was a 10? It was an 11, yeah. yeah. So her so options are... So she either are... takes the damage or she just does what you said. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Such as <laughs> the sadness of threatening with violence. Yeah, I'm trying to decide what she's more Only afraid of in this two. situation. <clears throat> um, I did lay it pretty clean up. I think you agree. I think, oh, I think she's more afraid of Saigo and her family outside. And so she, uh, she kind of, like, keeps backing up. And, like, if you kind of... Maybe if you want to describe this scene, but I think she kind of keeps backing up, trying to just put more distance from her and the door. Yeah, she definitely like doesn't do it at all unless somebody else intervenes. Well, I think I, not only will yeah, I, yeah, I not no no no, no 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 I mean like unless somebody else does something to stop me, not only will I like grab her hand in a horrifically crushing grip, mm-hmm. but I will be doing it dragging her to the door. Okay, so yeah. So I think that's what happens. Like you hear, like uh, like her hand kind of like pop as Ishii's giant uh, meaty hand like like grabs this this mm-hmm. woman. She's like she's a warrior, but she seems very like frightened by what's going on. And um, yeah, you can feel her hand like being very much hurt in your grip. Um, and she kind of like yelps in pain a bit. And uh, yeah, you can start dragging her. Ishii starts dragging her to the yeah. door. Ishii, how is this helping? Let's get a testimony. I, I don't think she's going to give it at this point. And uh, this this traitor to the city needs to face her her judgment. Please, just get me get me to safety, please. No, my oh, my hand. Please get and me. And if she me. doesn't, if she doesn't go out the door right now, her testimony means nothing anyway. She'll be a Ronin. I'll give you. I'll, I'll I'll sign. I'll sign testimony over. Just promise. Just take. Tell, get me out of here. Thank you, Gray. We'll say. Like, assuming her hand's not completely crushed it's yet, maybe like by the time they get to the door, it's crushed. I don't know, but it basically say like, "Look, we can't afford to help you out of this situation. It's not within our power. This is something you brought upon yourself. Some honorable and some dishonorable. You have a chance to face um, your opponent in honorable, sanctioned duel." And she's like, "She's like, if I go out there, you don't get anything." Don't think we get anything at this point, anyway. Oh, I think that's the I think that's the fuck you moment that uh, that scene ends on. Yeah. You just kind of bows, like not like a respectful bow, but like a disgusted, like <laughs> just puts his head down. So I think I'm gonna let you guys tell me something about this. So I think outside this tea house, um, Shinjo Yakatsu's there, Utaku Genshi, and those retainers are there. Um. Obviously, Bayushi Saigo is there, and I think when you guys probably pour out, he's still 
I think maybe Yogo Asako has arrived at this point because this is kind of a big to-do. Mm-hmm. And um, possibly he's talking to her and mm-hmm. uh, he he's kind of like speak, speaking with her and there's a good number of Thunderguard that are around. Some of the fo- same folks who came when they heard like, oh, there's a demon. And other... Uh, but others have arrived as well. And yeah, there's just a lot of people who've kind of gathered to see what's going on. So... Um, when Naishi comes out, I think that Saigo kind of finishes up his conversation with Yogo Asako and kind of uh, stands where when she gets down the short little steps, the only two or three steps up into this building, um, she's got maybe like 20, 25 feet from him. So that way she's not like immediately down and then right face to face with him. But it's high noon. But yeah, I think there is kind of that high, high noon feeling. Within this setting, within this world, yeah, what is this very high noon situation that we've got? I want to say there are rumblings of like whispers of people who are like, that's him, that's the demon. And like, they're looking at um, Saigo, and like somehow the rumor of the demon has oh my God. transformed onto him, and they're just like, he's snuck in like a ghost, he appeared out of nowhere. I heard he's killed two dozen samurai. <laughs> Okay. All right. So there's whispers going on, on around that as we kind of like hop around. We can hear that just off camera. Anything else? I just imagine there's like a lot of like uh, like chatter because like they, some of like the commoners see like all these very important people come out of like one building. You know. And it's just this like random tea house that they've never like, seen. The four magistrates. Like. Okay. So. People, people in nearby houses are looking on and that kind of stuff, yeah. nearby buildings or out on the porch or out on the, um, like out on the street. So aside from just this immediate crowd, other people who can kind of see are like peering in, being like, there's quite a to-do over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe, maybe if I can add something uh, that Saigo does, maybe because uh, if he sees her like hands all mangled up, mm-hmm. like hurt, he's like, oh, I see you must have hurt your hand in there. I don't... I wouldn't want this to be um, a dishonorable fight like you did to my cousin. So he just like puts his hand in his pocket and like has his sword out. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So I think, he keeps, I think he keeps the say in, but he does that samurai thing where they pull their they pull their arm into the kimono, oh, so yeah. it's just inside the thing, like it's in a sling. And I think like most like like the majority of scorpion, he's probably left-handed, so he does that with his right arm. Oh, interesting. And so yeah, so now he has the one arm in his kimono. question is, does, uh, does Naishi actually go to the door, or does she try to run away at this point? I think she kind of, um, I think you guys are kind of more pushing her up to the front oh, yeah, of no, things. That's yeah. what I'm doing, yeah. And, um, but she, you guys, let's make that clear, that's only one of us. Yeah, that's true enough. I think Ishii is kind of pushing her ahead of him, and he pushes her down to, like, like I said, the short steps, the only three or four steps kind of deal. Um, and Saigo's just kind of waiting for her there. And as we've seen with Aji's duel, like the traditional Aijutsu duel is both of the combatants stand there with their swords like in the scabbards and they usually draw and attack each other at one time. Mm-hmm. Is uh, anyone going to interpose themselves? Yeah, is, so. is, are there any interruptions from our, from our heroes? Because we were champion Aji. What? No, I don't <laughs> have legal grounds. <laughs> we tried. Nope. Nope. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I think, Aji, you as a duelist realize something. 
you look at how like messed up her hand is and you're like she seemed like she was convinced she was going to lose before and then Ishii just screwed up her hand pretty bad even with Saigo doing like like putting like one of his arms in his uh, in, back, like, tucking that back into his kimono um, that's still pretty rough and you're thinking she's pretty wounded I think Aji realizes that while he doesn't have much of a ground to stand on to be her champion, her sister is literally right here. And her sister has not in any way stepped up to do this thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think there's that like long spaghetti western pause as everybody's like looking at one another. It's super, super tense. And how does Utaku Naishi die? Like the way everybody dies in Dolly, like fucking slashed to his stomach. I feel like that's every samurai Dolly ever seen. Am I wrong? I'm maybe she even happened to like, Continues to try to run, but her sister grabs her, mm. and Saigo's just kind of like casually walked up behind her, like this is a weird duel. And then her sister just like turns her around, like face him, and uh, she finally pulls her sword. And Saigo's like, okay, thank you. And he just, like, knocks it away and slices her stomach open or whatever Ishii said. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe she, maybe she like, blocks the first one or something, but it's yeah. with her hand that's hurt, so she just, like, ends up dropping it, the sword, and he's just like, oh, easy, and just slices her up. Oof. And then he does that same sigh look where he's like, what a waste. And so you're standing in this big crowd of people looking out at this, like, eviscerated body. And, uh, yeah, again, she's kind of just staring down at her sister, and you can tell she's not pleased. Um, and Saigo bows to Shinjo Yoshifusa, and then he turns back to you guys and says, says, like, well, thank you for your help in that. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. If you would like to get that drink, I mean, we are right here. <laughs> you really will say, I didn't help. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take him up on Okay. Yeah, I'll take a drink sure <laughs> so things are things are slow in this tea house to get back to going because outside is a is a mess probably the people that worked inside split at least and are probably in that crowd and have to take their time to slowly get back in when you come in I think Saigo will grab a bottle of sake that's somewhere um, I was sitting in like a little bowl of warm water or something like that to keep it warm and he uh, sits down with you guys and pours pour some cups of sake. Does anyone, like, attend to Naishi while she's dying? I kind of feel the way we described it, she just died. She's already dead. It's like, I mean, she got, she got, like, disemboweled, so you got, you got a little bit of time. So I was thinking, like, I don't know yeah, if your sister or, or anybody stays with her at all, or are they, like, Wait, are you supposed to kill yourself then? Well, she wasn't her champion. Um, no, I mean, I mean, when you get fatally wounded, is it, like, in a... Am I making this up where you're supposed to, like, yeah. then kill yourself? Maybe. Um, but I think I think it's like she's I think that's just the scene that we see maybe while you guys are like walking inside as Genshi staring at Naishi as Naishi like pretty soon afterwards dies well I was gonna <clears throat> attend to her if no one else was sure if she had family around her I'm not gonna interrupt them but if everyone's just leaving her they're there to bleed right. out well no like I said I think Genshi will will, will stand there with her with her sister one of them standing <laughs> so Yugure yeah, I think I'll like sit with her and like hold her head or something. Oh, and I think I think Genshi will just say like you can leave her. That <laughs> it'll be along be along soon enough. I'm sure the Thunder Guard are going to get them. I'm gonna read her good plan. 
solid read. He had a three. <laughs> that was not a solid read. <laughs> not a solid read. It was a good try, though. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a miss on that one. All right. Yeah, plus three wouldn't even do it. <laughs> it's like the max. <laughs> okay. You, I think you looked down uh, at Naishi, and you maybe, like, leaned down to, like, like cradle her head or something like that, and you could tell she's, like, definitely, like, she's dying very, very quickly. Like, it's not, this isn't something that can be helped at this point. Or, I needed all that blood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And, it's, it's um, everywhere. Yeah, you just, you kneel down, and Genshi talks to you, the, her her older sister talks to you, and when you look back down at, like, the, the head you were, the body that you were just about to pick up, um, I think it kind of just, it jerks and turns its head to you and says, like, like you've wasted your time here, and now it's too late. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then the body just, yeah, just, oh, I think the body tries to, I think the, the body reaches up to choke you. God. <laughs> yeah, you just see these, like, her hands just reach up, and they're covered in, they're covered in the, like, deep, dark arterial blood mm-hmm. that, uh, Naishi's kimono is covered in. This is why I don't comfort corpses. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm bad. I love that band. <laughs> George and the comfort corpses. <laughs> I, will, I will wrestle the corpse. <laughs> well, it's as much as it takes to not be strangled. Okay. So the fight danger. Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, um... You're either talking to corpses or wrestling. Yeah, I think you'll go ahead and make go ahead and make a defy danger roll. Is that strong? Yes. No, no, no. That's that's bold. It's not strong. It's the same. Six. Six. Mm. Power level. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, I think. Uh, yeah. I think here's what's going on. <laughs> could you could you make a face <laughs> roll for me? <laughs> At, um, face it. Yeah, two? Okay, two. Okay. You make one at another two. Yeah, what do I do? You sure. Roll. You're taking two. So you roll. And you make a roll. And I take two first? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And we've always been like, I've always been half unsure of this situation. Can I so, cross the line? Is that an XP? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> the roll plus face suffered. Okay, so you only roll plus two. Alright, eight. Eight. Okay, not as bad. Yeah, it's gonna be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. I think your face just falls off. Is that what it says? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might be wrong, but. You were shunned for a week or so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You're wrestling with Utaku Naishi, who's reaching up and and just uh, has now started, like, cackling. And you're kind of like, you feel that there's, like, this blood that's all over your face. And she's clawing at your, uh, like, clothing to just grab at you in any way. And even though she's dead, she seems, like, very, very strong. And uh, at some point, you're kind of flung to the ground and, um, like, tossed like a... Like a not inconsiderable distance, not like professional wrestler, one guy throws another guy kind of a thing, but like tossed like five or like kind of tumbling over several feet. And you kind of look up and you realize that the person who tossed you was Utaku Genshi. And I think she just says, what the hell are you doing? And there's a crowd of people that are around you. And uh, the body of Naishi is pretty much in the spot where it was before, not in the same position, and you do look, and you do have some of her blood on you, but she's like, yeah, Utaku Genshi is almost saying this with, like, the... Yeah, I think she'll just be blunt about it and be like, like, what are you doing, you sicko? Um, 
<laughs> you respond? What response is that? I'm just saying something like vague. <laughs> yeah, like, like oh, I, uh, yeah, I think. Well, I'm going to say that the dark spirits permeating the city are seeping out even through the she dead. Says, now. That's my sister, damn it. If only you had cared as much when you when she was alive. Damn. Damn. Well, now we have another yeah. blood duel. Yeah. I think blood yeah. feud number two. I think Genshi. I think Genshi just says to you, like, I hope you know which one of your friends is going to fight your fight for you. Damn. Oops. I was just kidding. <laughs> You're kidding, but it wasn't a kid. It was real. Oof. Harsh. Harsh already. And she'll, uh... Because you're not supposed to over duel of Shigenja, right? Theoretically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Theoretically and she'll look over at the, the Edda that, like, have, have arrived. And they'll be like... And she's like... And she'll kind of nod at them. Or I think she'll say, well... And they'll be like, ooh, okay. And they'll kind of <laughs> hop in. And they're like, uh... What was that about dark yeah. powers on this body? <laughs> to pick up this... Yeah. So they kind of pick up this body. And uh, she'll just say, like... Yeah, I think she just says, like, enjoy your time in the city while you still have it. Okay. Oof. That's pretty harsh for me. I'll bow respectfully to her. And her. <laughs> All right. Throw in the disses and then bow it. Okay. You going home? You going home? Yeah. It's been a hard day. A double miss. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty rough. Okay. So meanwhile, we go into this tea house. <laughs> I wonder where Ugrade's missing. Yeah, he's yeah. just gone. And yeah, Ugrade, Ugrade doesn't come out. Um, doesn't come to join us. You maybe. Uh, you guys can decide if you want to have heard anything of that outside, but I kind of feel like it might be better if it isn't heard. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I mean, what do you think, Andrew? Okay. No, no yeah. thoughts on it? Nope. Then, yeah, no, I don't think it should be heard. So then. Um, yeah, you guys have sat down with, you're sitting down with Saigo at kind of like these low tables. Slowly more of the people that work in the place start to come back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Saigo will say like, I thought my, uh, thought I was going to have a little more time to, thought I was going to have a little more time to relax, but, well, there are always those folks that want to run. Such is the way of things. So, uh, what lies for you next, Saigo, now that your uh, duty is done? And he says, well, like... My cousin still is still in the city. I'll have to make sure that they're they're doing well. It would be rude of me to leave, of course. So family matters aren't always the most exciting, the most exciting thing. But uh, duty's duty, and I've got to got to check up check up on them. See if I can help in any way. I'm gonna read them. Go for it. Read this boy. Roll the seven. Ten. It is ten. Um. Is he telling the truth? I know he's not, but... Is he telling the truth? Um, again, I'll try to give you be- slightly better answers. Yeah, he is thanks. telling the truth, but he is not... Tell he is what? telling the truth, but it's like... That's like the polite version of what he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he is coming here to... And will check up on family and do that stuff, but... It's because he's controlling. He's, he's going to be the head he, of the family. Like, like, you can tell that that's not... He's he, he means what he says, he's just not saying what he means. If that expression makes any sense. Okay, sure. Um, what does he wish that we would do? Or I'd do, I guess, specifically, but we're in it now, guys. Yeah. Um, he wants he wants you guys to 
uh, definitely stay out of any like family business that he has going on and uh, essentially like um, essentially yeah like kind of let him do let him do his thing so that way he doesn't have to it just makes things a little easier for him I guess I'll ask what does he intend to do just take over the uh, family, and that's and that's that's the big thing that you can that's figure just, out. Yeah, is, yeah, he's, he's he's he intends to come into this place to uh, take over the stuff from Bayushi Korachika, and I think you can figure that as, out as he's talking. Where you're like, yes, that it, he does intend to do that, and you put it together of like this guy intends to step into that position. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just confirmed right now. I'm just here because. I feel like Saigo is a character. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> is that your issue? Or yeah. The jewelhouse, your issue could be. That's sad. <laughs> you have anything to ask him? You know everything already. <laughs> I don't think so. Alright. I guess we'll uh, just like enjoy pleasantries with him. I mean, like, okay. just have sake, talk, you know, watch it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I was imagining that that scene took place kind of in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. High noon. Is that high noon? Okay. So I mean, we said it like four that. times. Yeah, but so I think that um, yeah. So then Yugure heads home. Definitely gets some looks from people as he has like blood on him. Yeah. Um, I need to get a change of clothes. Or something. Yeah. Nah. Uh, but sturdy. Yeah. Um, when you get home, though, to the magistrate residence, usually the uh, servants like come out and they greet you and kind of could do all of that stuff. But when you get there, the place is very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, you're not like greeted at the door as you normally are. And you guys have several servants that work there. Like I'd imagine you have at least four to four, four or six servants. No buttons. Let alone buttons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm imagining if it isn't even buttons. It's more like the butler of the house comes and is like, oh, hello, Master Yugure, kind of a thing. And then, like, later on, butlers is... But- buttons? <laughs> God damn it. Buttons <laughs> you is your individual attendant. But nobody's... But really. nobody comes to the door. So I'm just going to go directly to my area where okay. my family lives. So you head back... Through the house again, you're not seeing any of the servants. You head back into your suite, and um, you can tell that something is off. Light switch? Yep. <laughs> oh, you figured out the puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you flip it and it doesn't turn on, even though you know the lights work. You know you're dreaming. Oh no. You control the reality. Alright, so. <laughs> I'll read the situation. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's see if I can hit. Before this time. We got a second start. No, eight. Plus sagacious. Plus sagacious. Nine. Oh. Zero. What do you take me for? (laughs) They got a lot of negatives on that sheet, my dude. I just don't know what's going on over there. Uh, alright. What should I be on the lookout for? Oh, there is something evil that's come into your house. Oh. Mm. Oh. Is it me? (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was you all along. You were Tyler Yugure. Um, so I thought it was you yeah you hear you hear like a 
you hear like a cry from somewhere across the house. Or no, you hear a cry from out in the garden. So and I think like the I think these rooms probably have a door that opens into the garden. So like all of the suites can go into the garden. Even if it's not like from directly from a bedroom, it's like then another antechamber and then the garden. Antechamber is probably not the right term, but something like that. I go to the cry. Okay, and the cry sounds like the cry of a child. Alright. <laughs> not good. Mm-hmm. Um, you say one cry or two cries? Hmm. Or both. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I go there to the garden. Can I see what's going on? Hmm. I see any criers? Ooh, I think that tree, that tree that we had talked about for so long, that Matsu Shigeku had planted, um, the one that had those beautiful red blooms in the spring, uh, the same tree that, like, stayed in bloom even into early winter, um, the tree that all of the leaves fell off of the night that you did the cleansing ritual on Tayo's uh, kids, his mm-hmm. sons. Um, that tree is there, and it's it crying. Yeah, it, well, no, it looks much, much larger uh, than it had in the past. Oh my God, and, the tree ate your children. <laughs> oh, sorry, go on. And so it looks much larger, larger, and it's kind of casting a shadow um, directly over you. Like, kind of like over the, uh, it's casting a far larger shadow than this tree should. And you can kind of look up into the sky because this is an open air courtyard kind of deal. And, um, you don't see like the new, the sun in the high noon sky. Instead, it's nighttime. Standing at the foot of the tree is a man, uh, in like the. Oh, like those funereal white clothes, and he turns. He has a he has a like a face that suggests ever so slightly that he's a foreigner. And um, standing next to him is, or like sitting next to him, are your two children, like on either side of him, like next to this tree. And, he, and he's like, and he says, "It's such, such a shitty mind mind to say," but um, like. Like, you had the chance, you Gray, to find something in the darkness. And he has, like, a slight accent, but it's very mild. He says, instead, you flinched and you looked away. You did, and when you did so, you angered it. Really, I have to thank you. It's what's given me all of this. And don't worry, I'll give it... I'll give part of this gift to your children. I won't let them suffer for the mistakes of their idiot father. Uh, what the my kids look like? Are they like um, sleeping or like? I think they're, they're they look like they're they look like they're meditating, and they're also wearing that kind of like funereal like white clothing. I am the man. Which is weird things. because you did not buy kid funeral clothes. Ichi Ni, come come to me. I just say my damn name. Yeah, Ichi. I think there isn't a response. To you, you just call out to them, and he's and he says, he says they've got a new father now. <laughs> but I again, I appreciate so much what you've done. It's time, it's time for you to let go, Yugare. It's time for you to let go of them and let go of this feudal life of yours. Is he like immediately threatening me? Um, or was that more of a? 
an ominous Not thing. at the same. Second, it, I, I would imagine it sounds ominous, but I it sounds <laughs> there was a, a hint um, of I'm sounds, about to kill you right sounds now. Sounds a bit uppity for me to say that. Um, <laughs> are you doing a thing right now? Uh, He's literally taking your children in. All right. I think. Yes, uh, not. Could you make a defy danger roll for me? Well, that's a bad that one. Sound good. <laughs> it sounded like Andrew wasn't in danger, and now he is yeah. immediately. Wait. Sorry, I was, I was, you were right, I was leading to that, but then when you interrupted me, I'm like, oh, he's gonna do a thing, <laughs> and then... Yeah. You got a pretty damn good roll. Yeah, 11. That's 11. I think this guy, um... Oh, you have plus nine, one? Yeah, that's a nine. nine. I think this guy, um, he pulls out, like, a knife. It's just a small knife, but it's one of those black obsidian knives, the same one that kind of, like, stabbed you in the belly. Mm-hmm. And, um, he runs it across his hand and you feel something around your stomach. And at first it seems like that wound that you've been like pierced with um, is like, like you kind of can almost like grab at your stomach because you feel like that same pain start to build up again. And um, uh, I have to give you a hard bargain, a worse outcome, or a choice, right? Or an ugly choice. choice. I think you're stuck in a situation where um, ooh. Oh, something I think is coming out of your mm. stomach is almost what it feels like. And you know, as a Shigenja, yes. you know, as a Shigenja, that um, you can either um, let this thing out of you and it will be very, very painful and pretty rough, or you can try to hold it in yourself. Um, which might mean that you'll continue to bleed and you know that the whole deal with Mayhem is blood. What is the thing? You feel that there's something inside you that's trying to burst forth. Oh, this is the alien. Do you really want to unleash that in this world? Yeah, let's let it out. Oh, Andrew. (laughs) Okay. No. So. What's wrong, Ed? Okay, so you're definitely going to take some damage from this. Yeah. Here's my (laughs) thought, though. So I'm wondering, I don't know what this thing is. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> some, of the, some of the imagery we've used has been birds, especially like crows, snakes to a lesser degree. And you know that you have a sus... Uh, yeah. And there was the whole like suspicion of the snake, the, the snake cult like being involved in no, this stuff. the serpent people. Um, yeah, the serpent people. Any other strong images that could be a thing that's bursting forth? They were sacrificing me, among others, to summon. Like, what was that thing? It was the moon. It was the moon. Yeah, they were were trying to summon the moon. Yeah, they were saying that they would, they, yeah, they were essentially saying, like, we're going to bring down Lord Anatangu here to defeat the, 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 the Kami, so. I don't know what Anatangu looks like, but maybe it's little baby Anatangu. So it could just be some kind of creature that comes out of you? Some, like, monster? Yeah. I don't know. I'm imagining, like, a Kenku with a creepy, like, Japanese god mask. So it's Kenku being, like, a bird crow mm-hmm. person and just, like, crawling on folded wings out and it's got, like, a mask on. Oh, instead of, like, a beak, it just has, like, a, yeah. like a plain mask, like a human-looking mask, mm-hmm. and there's, like, feathers coming out of it. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Love it and hate it. That's my idea. That's really cool. Okay, yeah, so this thing is gonna burst out of you. 
and uh, I think at first it's fairly small. It's like almost is like the size of a like a almost like a big grapefruit kind of like thing. It kind of like bursts out of you, and I feel you definitely got to end up taking some damage from that for sure. I want to say that's got to be like two or three damage at least. Three? Let's do two. Fucking <laughs> three damage? Three damage didn't even fuck me up, and yeah. I've been rolling around heavy armor this whole damn game. Did you ever this get would definitely be armor piercing? Yeah, yeah, this would definitely be armor piercing damage for sure. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. Sure, but this thing kind of bursts out of you, and I, uh, it kind of like falls on the floor and writhes around for a while, and these bones that are there kind of like poke out and soon it's like shakes itself off and yeah it's this like skeletal bird that stands maybe like four or five feet tall um but instead of a beak it has almost like one of those mempo type masks um and again it's like it's mostly bones but the bones are also dripping in blood and so it has like feathers that are stuck to it but they look almost more like feathers that have just been scattered on the thing like it got tarred and feathered. Yeah, almost. But it's tarred with blood. blood. Yeah, exactly. And it um, it kind of screams. And I think that uh, I I think this guy, uh, the Meho Sukai, standing near the tree with you and your children, or with with your children, says um, says perhaps this perhaps this child suits you more. I'd say like you. I resisted the darkness entering me, but I uh, I. I failed. That doesn't mean I'll embrace it now. Um, stay away from my family and this city, or I'll—I will come for you. It's—it's it's already too late for you, Gray. It's already too late. You—I appreciate that you're—I appreciate that you're so resolute in your uh, so resolute in your failure. Um, I feel like I want to like lightning bolt him. Go do it. You rolled a seven plus so less, plus right? Three. So plus ten. three. Damn. Good. That's just right. Andrew's good at. That's so, a good thing. This is, good is thing. called Okami Strike Down My Foe. Yeah. All right. Could you read that for us? When you're in a physical conflict and call on the divine powers to harm your enemy, roll plus blessed. The attack will damage your foe like a weapon. To harm, hand loud. On ten plus, choose four. On seven to nine, you choose two, and the MC chooses one. So, so as a heads up on this, I think this creature that just came out of you is between you and the Meho Sukai. Hmm. Well, I'm going for him anyway. The, the, the creature? creature? No, the... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was also confused. <laughs> I'm going to choose that I suffer no harm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And uh, far. Okay. One of the options is to... Because like, I think it's supposed to be You get to choose four, I said. Ten plus. Oh. Oh, yeah, I got ten. Oh, so I just choose four and you don't choose any. There we go. That's even better. All right. Thank you. In that case, far, I suffer no harm. Plus one harm. Mm. Yeah, and just another plus one harm. Damn, what? Because this is an additional plus one harm. So this ends up doing doing four damage. Fuck, that's so good. All right. So you you call down this, this, is it lightning again? I think that's a good theme. I mean, it's usually lightning or fire, but anyone who's watched Avatar knows they're the same thing. (laughs) Right, science. (laughs) As a scientist, I can confirm this. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Bill Nye. Um, It's certainly noble. Yeah, so maybe like some clouds kind of brew up as he's saying, like, I appreciate how resolute you are in your failure. And there's, you kind of like hear this thunder roll over and he looks up 
and uh, your arms outstretched, mm-hmm. and there's just this lightning that kind of like arcs towards you and uh, like bends over and crashes into him. Yeah. And um, he falls kind of to the ground, and uh, his robes are smoking. The kind of funereal white are now like covered in uh, like char, yeah. And uh, I think some of it's maybe like, oh, I think maybe they've caught on fire slightly. And he turns and says, like, like, come on. And he says, Mike, he's like, you're new. And he's trying to pull himself up. And he says, like, try as you will. You're no, you're no, like, you're no match for, you're no match for the darkness. You were stupid to ever let it, to ever let its gift go. And um, he's, I think, trying to, trying to get up and he says like come my children your new your new father has so much more to teach you and I think the kids kind of um, stand up and go to help him up but he looks like he's in very rough shape like extremely bad shape yeah like, this is I can't I, I this is such a bad I feel like I can't throw lightning bolts all the time especially now that my kids are like even closer to him mm-hmm. I get that mm-hmm. and I can't do this other thing either but I'm gonna do it anyway which is I just wanna we're just gonna fight him. Oh like, no, Andrew! Now we're both like super, mm-hmm. like staggered. Andrew, <laughs> I'm just no. gonna like try to tackle him out Andrew. from my kids helping him and just like fight him. I don't even think there's a you suffer no harm option, Andrew. It's you suffer little harm. Oh, no. and inflict terrible harm. That's good. Sounds good. Okay. No. So here's here's how I, here's how I think this you could do this. You might be able to do this, but I think it's gonna mean also tangling with this creature as well. Yeah. Because yeah, that guy's pretty messed up, and I could I can see an easy argument that he can't defend himself. Um, but I think this creature is there, and we established that it was in between the two of you physically. Yeah. So I think we could do it where you make a battle roll, but the creature is what you're facing rather than him. Like you're attempting to hurt him. Right. But the thing that can hurt you is it rather than him. Like the baby is the weapon that you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we all know that old <laughs> tradition. But if I pass, am I hurting him? Or am I just fighting this thing either way? I think, like I said, it's in the way of you. So almost imagine D&D style. you got to go through and have an atta- attack of opportunity made against mm-hmm. you because you pass through this creature's what is it called? Danger zone? Sure. It's a threatened squares. Yeah. Okay. Or something. Um, somebody listening is like, No! I'm gonna use a different move. How about that? Sounds good. I'm gonna try to do the spirit within. Okay. What does that do? I will call upon the kami within nature to take an action on my behalf. I roll plus plus. On a ten plus, I choose one. On a seven to nine, you choose one. And there's a different option for each element. Okay. It might heal. It might. Sure. Do something else. Got a two and a three, so a five. An eight. Eight. So you choose one. Kami of air will whisper a message. Kami of earth will heal one. Uh, Kami of fire will frighten or deliver one harm to anyone within my sight. And Kami of water will cleanse corruption and disease and poison from a person present. Call upon a Kami of water, which will cleanse corruption, disease, though that's spelled wrong on here, and poison from uh, <laughs> a person present. A singular person. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I'll go in order then. I'm going to try to cleanse. I mean, unless you want to. I mean, could I make a suggestion to you? Yeah. To, uh, if you use that on this creature, I think it would not be unreasonable that this thing is only that. And so it just mm. dies. And therefore it just dies. 
So yeah, so this this creature is menacingly flapping its arms, which I think like it, it's beginning to become Just larger. Just blood everywhere. I think oh, blood geez. is splattering everywhere, but I think it's becoming larger and it's becoming it's beginning to look more like a terrifying bird. Um, more feathers are kind of growing off of it. It's getting bigger and it's kind of menacing you. Like a pterodactyl uh, creature. It's beginning to look more like that, but much more, um, much punier. It doesn't seem to be flying, at least not yet. Oh and it's kind of like flapping its wing arms. And what does this look like when Yugure summons forth this water spirit? Wait, I just realized that is the is the mask Yugure's face. That's great. Uh, I don't think it is, but I think so. Yugure is like. Because I don't want—I don't want to imply that this is a demon that has part of Yugure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so Yugure has been doubled over like the whole time. I imagine mm-hmm. like when he redirected that lightning bolt with one hand, the other hand was just like holding him up off the ground. He's like on his knees, and then the—he's—you know—has this exchange with the guy who's now like getting helped up by Yugure's kids, and Yugure's trying to get a beat on him, and he's gonna like lunge or something. But this creature is just in between them and just growing mm-hmm. to the point that it completely obscures Yugre's vision of like the other side. And then I'm just like like nod a little bit down and, and mutter a prayer. And I feel like last time we summoned water call me in this exact spot, it's because we had like buckets of water like over in a ring or something. So maybe those buckets are there and there's like rainwater. It's like a little Yeah, it's probably yeah, a little water, just, water like, feature. A water a feature. pond or something nearby, I don't know. Those poor koi. And um <laughs> Well, maybe the koi are the water spirit, and perfect. Yeah, they like again the avatar. Yeah, so I know. And then the yeah, maybe there's like a like a little whirlpool, and the water just like spirals up, and like water bends around the. Okay, <laughs> the deep. We're real hard. Poor it just rinses guys. the blood off. I was I was thinking that too. But as the blood rinses away, there's just nothing left, and it just collapses okay. into the bones and feathers. Oh, just the mass. And the mask. Sure. So yeah. So what? It, it rinses these bones off. They just kind of scatter to the ground. And there's just like, oh, there's in the end just the mask and a bunch of feathers that have washed around. Mm-hmm. I think even the bones kind of go away. Okay. So there's just a mess of feathers and this. Uh, there's just a mess of feathers that are kind of like on, on the ground. And then I'll say, now that the, there's nothing been between us, I'm just like this is the stalwartness of good and evil can be washed away. Your time is coming. Are you going to charge him? Try to beat him up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, this is not my proficiency. Okay, well, luckily, he's also very badly wounded. Yeah. So, um, I think really rather, actually, I think rather than this being a battle roll, I think this might be a defy danger of he gets away. Okay. It's equally negative one. Yeah, but this <laughs> right. one, you know, so I flip over one of your rakes. Oh, that's true. So I just don't think he necessarily has the capacity right away to hurt you. Okay. By danger. Unless you fail this roll. Mm-hmm. You have five plus four. four. Yeah, four. That's a four. That's a four. That's a four. Mm. Oh, it's minus one. Okay. Yikes. So with the result of a four, <laughs> I get an XP. You get an experience point. You oh, got you level up? Yep. Awesome. Damn. So, all right. I think... Oof. All right, so we've got a few options here. We could have um, we could have this guy hurt you in some way, but Jugre's already very hurt. Mm-hmm. We'd have this guy just straight up get away. Um, we could have 
um, one of these people who are your loved ones possibly turn to fight you. The children? Yeah. Or we haven't even seen where music he is. Um, any other suggestions anybody has? Make this one interesting? Because I feel like he just vanishes, allows us to get out of the scene, and then we'll have to pick it up later. But I don't know if that's the most interesting. Cool. That is the most interesting of those options. Okay. I just might be. Sure. All right. So um, maybe you, Gray, like, kind of, like, gets up and he kind of stumbles over. He's running towards this guy. And what is the visual that we see of just this guy and your children are gone? Stay again. Just as he gets up? Yeah, like, maybe I'm, like, almost there. Arms pulled back to, like, awkwardly punch him. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, day. Oh, you have and to. they're not there. Yeah. yeah. To run through all the, the weird... Like winter trees, so when we get to the other side, it's like like Narnia. Oh, or or they went around the other side of that tree, and you kind of go around, mm. go around oh, it, and then you're around when you're on the other side of the tree. It's now bright day again. Oh, City of Lies is Tone as Kakita Aji, Brandon as Hida Ishii, David as Bayushi Tayo, Andrew as Agasha Yugure, and Austin as your Game Master. The theme music for City of Lies is Mission of Danger by Lobo Loco. This American Dice, Ryoko Wari, City of Lies, uses the City of Lies box set by Greg Stoles, published by Alderac Entertainment Group. The mechanics used is a modified PBTA system by Brendan Taylor of Galileo Games. Join us next time for more This American Dice. Hey, everybody. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher, it would really help This American Dice. And for every five-star review we receive, we'll read it on air. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. Okay, game 23, September 27th. All that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's the future. All right, I'm sorry. Game 24, September 25th. I had it written down in front of me, but only one of those things was... You said September, at least. Yeah. Only one of those things was incorrect. The date was correct. The game was wrong, too. No, the date was correct was the crazy thing, but I said the wrong date. I read read the right thing and just said something entirely different. Anyway. So. Tumbleweed goes back. Yeah. All right. So. (laughs) All right. I see what's happening. I'm going to ask you to pull that kind of stuff, but in the scene, like in the setting that we've got, rather than like, oh, and then. Are you sure not a spaghetti? I'm sure this isn't actually a spaghetti western. Yeah, there's an old prospector who who reaches up over to the bar to grab his whiskey and and then he ducks back under it for safety. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) The player piano kicks on for a second. That kind of thing. 
Oh, no. That's weird. They're on sale. Yeah, come on. Come on down to Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Your kids' funeral yeah. clothes. Oh, welcome to the Beyond. Oh, that's what's in here. Oh, I was wondering. Oh, uh, that's good. And then you could battle the boy. Thanks, Kami of Water. <laughs> Thanks for whispering these sweet nothings to me. Yeah, I didn't want to live. That's why I told you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a secret. <laughs> I should have just cleansed it while it was still inside me. Scrawk? You gotta keep this character around now. <laughs> yeah, he's a crowd favorite. Yeah, I'll keep the mask. This <laughs> is squawky. It's, it's gonna be really sad when Austin cuts all of this mm-hmm. from the final yeah. thing. <laughs> That's just gonna be sad as well. Yeah, in three and a half years when I get to editing this episode, <laughs> it'll be in the director's cut. Squawk, we right. go. I will yeah. squawk the cleanse anti-abortion, <laughs> um, but Shadowlands tainted monster. Well, nobody wants to be aborted. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's literally acting as right. himself. I just wanted to die after. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> At least I got a taste of the beautiful air. In a way, I was the first so <laughs> Anyway, we had some business, I believe. <laughs> All right, so...